And welcome back in another episode of the Stripe Show podcast. I'm your host, of course, Travis Fulton. If you don't know by now, I don't know where you've been. This is my podcast, so you should know my name. What about the guy next to me here? I want to introduce you to him. He, I'm really excited here about this podcast. Uh, player that uh, I've been talking a lot about um, over the last uh, few months. If you follow me here on the uh, on the podcast and our gambling show, cash out with the coaches, Sam Burns, player that uh, is really coming on here. PGA Tour, 24-year-old out of uh, Louisiana. He's got the modern game, can bomb it out there off the tee and get the finesse stuff done as well with the wedges and the putter. And the guy that's been working with him since uh, he was 15 years old there in uh, Louisiana, Brad Poland. Brad, thanks for joining me here on the podcast. Thanks for having me, Travis. Appreciate you having me on. So you're just east of Shreveport, a uh, little village there called, uh, let's see if I can get this right, Shrudant, Shrudrant, Louisiana. Shrudrant. Yes, Dang it. <laughs> That's uh, just just uh, east of Shreveport, right? That's correct. We're about uh, an hour east of Shreveport. So. Okay. And uh, you got a full day there, Squire uh, Creek and Country Club uh, here this afternoon. Full lesson book. I know uh, you guys like your golf there in uh, Louisiana. Yeah, we love it. We, um, we've got a special place here at Squire Creek, and um, it's, uh, it's a great place. So. Yeah. So I want to talk to you about your, uh, your prize pupil here, Sam Burns, guy you've been working with um, since he was uh, 15 years old. And we were talking about him before we uh, before we came on air here, and we were talking about uh, the driver and uh, his ability to get it out there. Of course, the modern game so much about the distance era, and and Sam has it. He's got he's got some length off the tee, and he's pretty darn accurate as well. I was looking at his stats um, coming into this total driving. He's 11th right now on tour strokes gained off the tee. Uh, he's ninth, 314 yards off the tee. Where's this uh, distance and accuracy? Um, where's it all come from as you guys uh, as work on the on the big stick? Uh, I mean, Sam's always been a good driver of the golf ball, um, really straight. Uh, and I think just over the years, um, the focus on his physical fitness and what he's doing there in the gym and getting stronger and and. Uh, it's been a big emphasis um, for quite some time, and, and the speeds have just continued to go up, and um, and he and he still drives it straight. So that's a great combination. What's his What's his attack angle, Brad? Usually, um, uh, when he's cruising good. You know, it's somewhere around level. Uh, okay, is where we kind of like to see it. Uh, you know, a couple years back, it got to where it was a little bit too much up, um, and so the consistency in that and and the dispersion gets off a little bit when he gets too up on it. But, um, you know, he, he's somewhere around zero. So so that upward attack, and it's interesting you bring that up because it gets too up for players. The, the accuracy starts to go down, right? And, right. you know, where they start to maybe hang back a little bit and then, you know, the face can rotate over where there's kind of that, premium spot it feels like for most where you know tour average is still one down maybe trending towards level would you mm -hmm. agree with that with uh yeah. with the players yeah i think so i think it, it has to be kind of a result of what you're doing and not trying to um you know and how you manage your tilts and and 
and coming down in the downswing. You know, you don't want to see a lot of that. Um, you know, how you're using the ground and what you know. You want to be organic from what it from what you're doing. And, and I think um, you know a lot of folks can get in a lot of trouble with just trying to well just swing up on it because yeah. The, um, the consequences of that, that, yeah, it's a great thing, especially at slower speeds. But, um, but we, we, we look at that also. What's this cruising speed, you think, for uh, club head speed out there on tour? I was looking at They were saying around 119, 120, but I, I think he's he gets a little faster than that even, doesn't he, out there on yeah, tour? Uh, you know, we'll see in some of, the, some of the data that we get on shot link. You know, he's up to 124, 125 now. Um, in competition, training speeds are typically around 118, 119 now when he's at home. Um, mm -hmm. So that's kind of what we see. Was he always long at a young age when he was a teenager in comparison uh, to the other kids? You know, Sam was always a little bit, um, I would say he was always a little bit bigger than everyone that was his age. Um, um, and, and so, you know, that kind of lent itself to, to, to having some more speed. Uh, but when he went into college, he was probably a one, 113, 114 guy. Um, okay. And um, it's just continued to kind of increase. And I think that that's kind of been our emphasis from the, from the start is let's try to get that speed um, through the improvements that we make in your physical, uh, in your body, and, and not try to just get it through swinging really hard. So that's kind of where we've been on that. He looks, he looks strong in the legs, mm -hmm. you know, kind of glute, quad, um, hamstring, core. Is that, is that accurate where it's coming from him? Yeah, he's got, he's got really strong legs. Um, and, you know, and that comes from his working out. And, and he's, he's one of the more disciplined um, guys that, that I've ever seen. I mean, he, his work ethic and what he does and the amount of work that he puts in is, is, is awesome. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, he's very strong. Um, he can really move. Um, like, I mean, we've, you know, in years past have played, you know, football games over in the neighborhood and that kind of stuff. And Sam's really fast. I mean, he's explosive. He can really move. Um, and so, uh, but, that, that, that's kind of, you know, it, it, it's awesome to watch um, the way that he's improved that, improved yeah. that physical. So. Well, he's got the approach game, too. You know, I think it's – if you look at him statistically, I think he came on the seed in 2017, um, and the approach game has seemed to be steadily uh, improving, leading to a lot of his good play here um, as of late. He's currently 64. First, stroke scan approach, which, as you know, is such a, an important statistic uh, on the PGA Tour, especially if you can match that up with the with the length that he has. Last year, he was 138th, so that's a pretty big jump um, for a player, 138th at 61st. But what really stands out to me is he's he's a pretty darn good wedge player right now, too, from, say, 50 to 125 yards. He's 15th on tour this week at Pebble. That's a big number. You know, you start thinking about guys that do well there it's pretty wide fairways get it out there you got a lot of those 100 and 125 yard shots and um that's kind of right up his alley where's this improvement come from for someone who's got so much speed off the tee but then you got to dial it in and hit it 111 yards 
and he seems to be improving and really one of the better approach wedge players on tour. Yeah, I think it, it just goes back to um, his work ethic and what we've done in his training and try to um, implement that into, hey, these are must-dos that we have to do every day. And, um, and, that, and that's a big deal with what we do with, our, with the wedges. Um, you know, he has goals that he has to hit on our combines that we're looking at on TrackMan. Um, that sort of training is something that he does every day. And, and when he's really got those, that distance control dialed and, and he feels comfortable with it um, from doing it every day um, and the amount of reps that he's doing with it, we know that we're going to get those opportunities um, while we're out there, especially, mm-hmm. you know, you look at percentages and, and where you're playing from and, and due to the length and off the tee. And so, yeah, I mean, it just comes from reps and, and his fills and his distance control. And, I mean, he's – I mean, his wedge play is – it's phenomenal. Um, yeah. And what he can do. Is he, does he flight it low, or what would you say trajectory-wise wedge? Is it a low, medium, high trajectory? What's he like to see? Yeah, uh, I would say that it's, you know, it's, it's fairly low. Um, mm-hmm. He feels like he can control it if he's launching it under that 30-degree window. Um, okay. And, um, and he can have good control with the spins. And, um, I mean, it's, it's amazing what he can do from a – distance control standpoint and he can sit there and hit wedges on combines and know um you know he can give the feet he feels it he, ha- he can give the feedback of oh that's a yard too far or, that's a yard too less i mean it's it's it's, it's unbelievable <laughs> so he's not there's no like clock system it's just like 97 yards here it comes it's yeah. just okay yep and he's just feeling it rate of turn trajectory amount of loft he's presenting i mean it's it's pretty amazing, you know, that yeah. that a player is that in tune with um, how exactly far that ball is going. Does he – let me go back to the driver. What what does he – What is so he's at zero attack. What's he like to see the ball do? Is it straight or is it dying one way? Uh, he'll play a little bit of a fade off of the tee, one that just falls a little bit to the right Okay. Uh, for him. Um, and with the irons, it's pretty straight. Um, and – he feels like, you know, we feel like that whenever he's swinging it really well, um, he can kind of hit both shots with the irons. Um, that's something that we kind of always work on is making sure that he doesn't get too far left um, mm-hmm. with his irons. Um, but the driver falls a little bit right, and and he feels comfortable with being able to do that does he so when he knocks it down with the wedge then is it a is it draw bias or is it just pretty straight it's pretty straight um yeah. but the feel sometimes for him is that it feels like it you know it draws a little bit more so yeah it's interesting right i hear that a lot with players they'll they'll lead it right off the tee mm-hmm. and then they'll as they get in close it's almost a bit more draw bias feel for them and lowering that trajectory down because they don't want to wipe it right <laughs> you know off to the off to the left which is just a such a you know an, i think an incredible learning point for the viewers at home and you know working with amateurs which i know you do as well and that trajectory gets so high with the wedge and the amount of loft that they're presenting changes and it's just so hard for them to control the distance 
So you get them to hit this little three quarter feeling trap feeling little shaft lean. And all of a sudden that trajectory comes down and ball has a little spin when it hits the green. And that's a cool shot for them to learn And a shot that when I go watch these guys play, I see a lot of them hitting just little knockdown, slightly draw bias wedge. Zach Johnson, who's one of the best players. Mike, remember Mike Bender told me one time at golf channel that his path can get eight to the right sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> with these, with these wedges coming in. And he thinks that's why he holds so many of them because they come tumbling in, you know, seeking to this flag. And, you know, so it's like, wow, that's a, that's interesting. And he, he can certainly get it done. I want to get closer to the green um, on the green. Now with the putter, this kid can roll it, man. Like he is, he's a great putter, isn't he, Sam? Uh, yes. Great putter. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And, you know, I mean, it's, uh, I mean, if it's not going in, then it, it, <laughs> it looks like it. <laughs> uh, but I think, you know, he, he putts with such good speed. Um, hmm. And he, you know, it, it he controls speed um, so well. And mm-hmm. the ball is always um, dripping to the cup, it seems like, from 25 feet. Um, and so, you know, I, I feel like when he gets <clears> – <throat> when he has a good um, – foundation of his reads and what he's trying to do and he's playing a little bit more break um because that's kind of the way he has to do it with his speed control and the way that he drips the ball to the hole um he's gonna make a lot of putts and mm-hmm. um and so and that's something that we've worked on really hard on in his training is is to is to be able to control the speed and he's just done it's unbelievable how well he can really roll roll it yeah i mean Strokes gain, he's 27th. Last week, he was positive 10.9 at waste management and putting. I mean, that's just like a silly number, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, of, of uh, rolling the rock. And yeah, he is kind of, it kind of drips it, right? So he'll go higher on the, on the read and, and, mm-hmm. and kind of die it in there. He's certainly not trying to bash it into the back. What's his, how does he read the green? What, what's his philosophy there? Is it just eyes or is it feet caddy dependent? What, what, what happens? There? Um, yeah, he, he, uh, we've spent some time with Mark Sweeney, uh, here at our place, um, and done some aim point and just his feels, uh, for what he's doing. Um, so getting a good feel for what the putt's going to do. Um, and then, um, he'll, just over the past few weeks, we've kind of implemented um, his caddy kind of coming in and, and helping him with some of the reads just to um, kind of give him a validation of what he's seen. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, that's been really good the past few weeks. Uh, so, yeah, he, he can – he's got a, a really good uh, instinct on the greens. Um, he's real athletic with it. He, he sees things that – He'll ask me sometimes on a read if we're out there playing, and he'll see something totally different than I will, and and, it, and nine times out of ten, I'd be right. So um, <laughs> it's uh, it's it's awesome to watch. It's like that's why you're out there, and that's right. Working. That's why I'm back here working. It's amazing. Like I, 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 you know, as much as I like the long ball, and it's impressive to watch a player hit at 320 yards consistently. I mean. But when you watch a great putter, like a world-class putter, it is, 
it's just almost a head scratcher, right? Like to just to watch this, these people fill it up. I'm talking like with Sam. I mean, he's top shelf. You're, you're 27th on tour, and he's consistently since coming on. He's this is where he's at. Um, man, it's amazing to watch when they get it going. I can only imagine like casual rounds, maybe going out there. And I mean, like, are you going to, I think he's putting to a basketball hoop, I would think. Right. When he can, when he really just starts filling it up and, and getting it going. Yeah. I mean, that's what it looks like a lot of times when we're walking <laughs> out here. I mean, it's, uh, and we've got really big, uh, with where Fazio designed here at our course and, uh, we've got really big undulating greens, lots of movement to them, and they roll speeds of, you know, 13, 14 all the time. Oh, wow. And, and I think that's helped those guys too. I mean, we see that with a lot of our guys that grew up here um, mm. is the, the ability to play a lot of slope, play a lot of break, play greens that are fast speeds. That's, that's been a, a huge advantage for our young juniors and everyone here is that if you can putt the greens that we have here, then you can putt anywhere. And so you can get, you know, 15, 20 footers with four degrees of slope and you have to really manage the break and the speed. So um, it's a big advantage for our guys here that, that play here all the time. And yeah. they, 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 I mean, they see that sometimes out on the tour, but um, you know, typically the green speeds aren't that fast and sometimes they're not that undulating. So it, it's been, it's been good for them. You know, every every tour player has their strengths and then they have their opportunities and their weaknesses of like, okay, this is the area that I need to get better on. And it seems for Sam's probably his short game, right? Where maybe he gets he'll lose some strokes from the short game standpoint. I mean, he's crushing them off the tee, the approach game, the putting. Take me into his his short game. What are what are some of the shots that maybe he struggles with or you know, doesn't hit as well as some of the other go-to shots that he likes. Take us into his short game. Yeah, I think that's been a big emphasis of what we've tried to do over the past, you know, year is to get um, his short game to a place where um, it's a strength for him. Um, Mm -hmm. We recognize that that's an area that we need to improve on, and we've um, accepted that responsibility of, of working on it more and getting more reps I think it's you know it can be it's with him it's not a lot of form um it's just getting the reps I think so many of these guys grow up and they are great ball strikers and they have these junior careers and and not that the setup of the golf courses aren't difficult but they're not what they are at the level that we're at now and so they go out there and hit you know, 14, 15 greens, um, and they don't get the amount of reps um, when they're younger doing that. So making sure that the training is is solid and he's getting those reps. Um, you know, we did some bunker work yesterday mm-hmm. um, with his caddy and sending some video and, um, you know, just kind of the feels for what he needs to be doing there. And I think, you know, sometimes it's just – it just comes down to if it is a form – issue that's going on it could be just um a concept that he is trying that's not working um Mm -hmm. so trying to hit on the correct sweet spot for where that is and the concept and um so yeah we're seeing some some good improvements there and yeah continue to yeah is it is it is he like does he prefer the shaft lean you know with his 
with his distance where he, you know, he wants to get the leading edge on the ground or would he prefer like, you know, letting the, the club head pass a little bit? Is there, is there one versus the other that he kind of favors? Yeah, I think, I mean, we, you know, with Bermuda grass here, um, you get too much lean and you start getting leading edge in there and that's no good. Um, and so, um, you know, I think technique wise, um, it's just, you know, I think there's so much creativity in the, in the short game and being able to see the shots that you want to be able to hit and then being able to execute them. And I think, you know, at times, um, we all go to maybe trying to hit it too high or not yeah. getting the ball on the ground or, um, you know, hit, trying to hit a shot with, with more spin um, and it not really checking or, you know, contact mm -hmm. gets off or whatever. But, um, yeah, I think just being able to see those shots and, and be able to, to match it up in, in, the, in the form that you're doing. This is his first time at Pebble. Right, playing mm -hmm. in the um, AT and T. Have you talked to him? What's he? What's he think of the place? Pretty. Is yeah. it, uh, is it yeah, all what it makes uh, out to be? Is it a nice looking golf course? At Pebble? Yeah, <laughs> it's a beautiful place. Obviously, um, it's. Uh, he sent me some video yesterday of some deer deer that were on the okay. tee box, so that was cool to see. But um, yeah, he's he played some event there. Um, I can't remember. That's probably been four or five years ago right kind of right when he was coming out and um it was a smaller pro event type deal that they had mm. there so so he's seen the play several times um and uh we're looking forward to a good week i think it matches up for him decent i mean you know like i, I think the uh you know the approach wedge game i think you have to have that mm -hmm. here for sure which he he clearly has in spades um you know it's interesting you look at some of the models some guys feel like that the distance kind of does play out to some degree here. Others don't because there are some forced layups and whatnot. Mm -hmm. It's cold. We know that it's, a, you know, they go from waste management, which the ball is going forever. And then they go, and then they go over here and it goes the other way. Like the balls, it's probably going to be in the air 20 yards less this week. I would think from, from last week. So you can kind of skin it either way, but Man, you you, you kind of take his skill sets. It feels like Pebble could be a he could get it going and be a good spot for him um, in managing the the Poa greens, which can get always a little bit weird at times, you know, late in the day. But everybody has to deal with that. So, is he uh, do you like the place? You feel like the two courses suit up pretty good for him? Yeah, I think so. Um, just because of the there's not really a a distance bias. Um, there but um because of what you're referring to but i think it um uh, it sets up good from from having a lot of shorter clubs in your hands um mm -hmm. and you know i mean you don't ever know what you're going to get with the poa but um you know he 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 rolls it yeah like that's where i want that's i want a great putter on poa you know yeah. <laughs> give me sam burns yeah that's on tough poa. Can frustrate you a little bit. <laughs> yeah, give me Jimmy Walker on Poa. Yeah, you know Spieth. Burn, like those are the guys that uh, that um, can putt basically in a sand castle on the Atlantic Ocean. Like they can, they'll, they'll figure out how to you know kind of drip it into this imaginary hole. So well, that's gonna be fun to watch, man. I um I can't thank you enough for um to come on podcast. You know I know you've been 
there. And of course, we know Josh Scobie, who lives here now, but is a member at your place there at Squire Creek and Country Club and been following you and Sam for a while. And I made a prediction on our show. I said, I think Sam's going to win this year. I said, I think Sam's going to win this year. And my co-host, Jonathan Coachman, five minutes later, predicted him to win this week at at t <laughs> So anyway, that's uh, that's how big we are on your guy. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. We appreciate you following him and and we're excited about about what's ahead. All right, man. Have a good day on the lesson, T. I appreciate you joining the podcast. Thank you, Travis. Y'all take okay, care. Right. Let's take a second to talk about the guys and girls over at Encore Golf. Encore has earned a reputation of having the most cutting-edge technology in their golf balls that the industry has seen in quite some time. Their team in Buffalo, New York, is changing the script of golf technology through the perimeter-weighted designs use of high-density particles, and even a nano-transitional layer in their latest creation, which offers players enhanced accuracy and control for every shot on the course and extreme velocity off the tee. They already have their award-winning Elixir and Avant 55 golf balls, but the new Vero X1 is the highest performance ball to date with their full suit of golf balls. They are transforming the game for players of all skill levels, visit EncoreGolf.com slash Travis Fulton for more details about their products that are revolutionizing the game. Now back to the Stripe Show podcast. 